Bass reels in a big fish as we speak with head football coach of the University of Miami, Manny Diaz. Coach Diaz joins co-host Corey Long, Demo, and Fish. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Fish Cast. Once again, I am Corey Long, joined as always by Fish and Demo. And I promised us a big surprise. As always, the most illustrious guest stopped by the Fish Cast. And today, we landed us another big fish. We went out in the ocean and grabbed us a shark. Dare I say we went through a Category 5 storm to get us a shark. And we ended up getting the Miami Hurricanes head football coach, Manny Diaz. Welcome to the Fish, Co fish Cast, Coach Diaz. Thank, thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys going through the storm to, uh, to reel me in. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Because, you know, a lot of people are afraid to come on the fish cast. <laughs> yeah, I see why. I mean, let's say, uh, you know, but I, I figured, you know what? The heck with it, but, you know. Hey, we've had a lot of these, man. This is a 20-year relationship, man. So we've had a lot, we've had a lot of fish cast in our I was, I was thinking, go on, go on the fish cast, open the season with Alabama. I was trying to figure out which one was, was more treacherous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Coach, it, it, it's great to have you on. Like I said, especially, you know, as I know you're starting training camp very soon. I'm going to open it up. We'll just come hot out the box. This Hurricanes roster looks to be, you know, as good as any that I've seen in the past decade, you know, maybe even longer. Uh, what are just your general thoughts on this team and what they could potentially accomplish this season? Well, we are, we are older. Um, that we've been in the six years that I've been here. And that, that's been something that um, every year in the program, we've been trying to kind of get over a hurdle that to me has been tripping Miami up in the past. And um, the weird events of timing of, of, of the extra COVID year. Uh, and then something about last year's team, I don't know what it was, but the guys, I think they felt something. Uh, and instead of kind of what had been the norm of, of players maybe leaving early, um, maybe not being drafted great when they went to the pros, the majority of our guys chose to come back. And that's something we really haven't had. We really haven't had um, really a senior-led team. Not, not That's not been the norm a couple of times maybe in, in the time I've been here. So I think that's exciting. Um, they're back here for the right reason. Um, as you mentioned, we, we do have some guys that are talented and have made plays in games, uh, but you still got to go do it. So, I mean, I, I, think, um, I think we'll find out a lot about their intentions uh, um, in training camp, but I'll tell you what they've done through spring and, and summer has had a look of a team that's uh, serious about what they're, you know, why they're here and why they came back. Coach Diaz, I, I had the opportunity to come and actually watch, I think, one of the only practices you had last spring. You had a little grin walking off that field that day, and I said, and it was because of De'Ara King, you know, and you look at De'Ara, you coached at FSU when they had Chris Wanky, you were there. You were at NC State with Philip Rivers. King, King seems to have that same it factor as these other two guys. What makes him such a special player, and what has he meant to your program? It's funny. You know, when you were saying that, Demo, I don't know if you remember this, but we were in the press box at NC State, and I think it was our first year there, and Philip, young Philip, he was just doing some stuff. We were on offense, and, he just, and, and, and you turned to me and you said, if you've got a quarterback and you play out on defense, you've got a chance. And I remember, I remember that. saying that. 
And that's probably why I was smiling at you fish that one day. Cause you know, <laughs> you know, when you got a quarterback, uh, you know, you got, you, you got a chance to win. The Eric, to answer your question, I don't know. You, you, you mentioned, you know, Philip, he certainly had that in factor. The guys at Florida state, I was around Dak Prescott at, at Mississippi state, some guys like that, but, but the way that Derek transformed our locker room, I think that's a part that's most extraordinary. I mean, yes, obviously he, he's a really good football player when he does on the field counts, but man, this guy is, he's weird. It's just crazy how this guy has come into our locker room where we really had a void of having really, you know, that, that type of leader at quarterback in the time I've been here. And this guy, if he flipped it, man, completely and, uh, and just changed that. I don't know if I've ever seen one player change a program like Derek has to us. You know, Manny, I'm, I'm wearing my Miami apparel today, number 96, <laughs> in honor of Danny Stubbs, the great New Jersey that came down to Miami and represented it well. But, you know, I'm very happy for you. You're a Miami guy. You're back at Miami. What a great opportunity for you. You know, our relationship goes way back to the Florida State days, the NC State days. You mentioned it. But I'm so happy that you're back there. The question I have for you is when you had a chance, when you got the job initially, you had a chance to go in your office like you are now, sit down with nobody else and close the door and access where the program was. And of course, you were there prior with Mark Rick as the defensive coordinator. Did you say to yourself, man, we got to and then we, there's always work to do, but man, we got a ton of work to do to get back to that reputation of Miami or, or you were closer than you thought? You know, it's really that's a phenomenal question. And I appreciate you saying all the nice things you said. Um, I think you have an idea, you know, when you when you take over, you have an idea of the things that you need to fix. And and certainly I did. I had a laundry list and we had to coming off the 18 season. We had to get a lot better on offense than we were in 18. It had really kind of cratered. Um, we had to get we had to really change the way that we recruited. Um, we, we just we had to just modernize our recruiting uh, department. And then, and then special teams, we were a disaster in 2018. I thought those were really the three areas of focus. Um, but I think the more you get on the, I think what I've learned now in the first couple of years is the more you get in the job, I think the more you recognize really what the job is. I, I think as assistant coaches, you know, you think, you know, and, and you do to an extent, but uh, because some of these things, they're, they're, they, they stick with you. You know I mean? There, there have been some things that Miami has been dealing with for years that really you get there, you get to see the gravity, gravitational pull that tries to keep programs down. Uh, so I think the, long, the longer you're on the job, I think the better you get a chance, a, a sense of what really uh, you're fighting against. And like I say, like the, a, a th not a little thing, but getting the older players to come back. That was a thing that we hadn't done. You know, so you're trying year to year to sort of, you know, attack maybe what had been the issues that have been plaguing the program. But I don't think you really get a sense of all those issues um, until you actually kind of get through it. I got like two questions real quick. You, you talk about that. The one problem that Miami's had before you got there. And I remember talking to even Mario about this is that a lot of kids came to Miami and it was like, all right, the NFL was like their first thought. It became bigger than the family program. And it took away from you guys being able to build something because these kids, they got in the door. And the first thought that was, I'm going to be here three years. You got guys this year to, you've done a great job, honestly, keeping guys like Harley around a Cam Harris, keeping a running back around for four years. Yeah. He may not be as talented as some of the other guys on the roster, but that experience, the work ethic, everything, how have you been able to do that and keep these guys around and how important has that been to your program and the success that you expect this year? Well, one, you have to have something that they want to stay around, right? I've been, I've been in some programs where guys left because they just wanted to get out of the program. They didn't want to go through another off season program. And you have to, 
you kind of got to build that and coaches throw around that culture word a lot, but you got to have something that at least they, they know that being in the program is, is, a, is, a, is a positive for them. Um, I think going forward, I think NIL will help us in that as well. Make some guys steer, steer them to stay instead of go. Um, but the other thing you do is you try to, you, you try to show them the data, you know, and a lot of times you try to show them what's happened. Um, we do talk to the league. We, we do present what the league's opinions are to our guys. But I think, you know, they got eyes. They've seen it. They've seen what's happened with some guys here in the past and, and where guys have been picked. And, and I think it just gets back to what I'm excited about for this year is that we have, and it happened in spring, just the level of competition is going to make us better. Because instead, you know, and I don't think what you're describing, by the way, is, is a specific Miami problem. I, I, think, I think there are a lot of programs that deal with guys who don't think about the program. They just think about the NFL. And, that's, and that, there's good reason to do that. But, you know, Ed Reed made a great point to our team. He said, you know, all of your individual goals come to the team meeting its goals. And when the team wins, the individuals usually find a way to win. And NFL teams like drafting guys off of highly successful teams. So I think that helped kind of reframe some mentalities in the locker room. And the last thing, you got to get the right guys. The right guys make the right decisions. That's a big part of it too. One thing that I find huge when I'm doing like my own little recruiting stuff is roster management. One of the big issues Miami had before you got there was roster management. And, and in recruiting, what happens is as a coach, you got there and you had all these holes, but you didn't go, all right, we got to fill them all in year one. Let's get the best. I don't know if you purposely did it or it just worked out that way. But you went out and got De'Aaron King. All of a sudden, you add a Garcia, Tyler Van Dyke. The quarterback room's probably the best it's been in 10 years at Miami. You look at the running back room. you got Jalen Knight and you got Cam Harris. You got, I mean, you're four or five deep where you probably have more depth than anybody uh, in the country. You've done a very good job. And, yes, yeah, some other areas you've had to wait. But you look at the transfer portal. You brought in the DNs and had very talented def defensive ends. Has it? Did you purposely do that, or is it just something that you're like, hey, listen, let's get better at these other areas, and the other we have we have time to do this the right way. It will come. Well, like I mentioned to you, we we had we had to get better at recruiting, you know, and we just we had to. It wasn't an effort thing. I just think we had to. Um, the way our recruiting part was set up, it just it, I, it it was good. It was good working people. I I just don't think it was as as modernized as, as kind of what the people were competing against were doing. Um, and our administration allowed me to hire some people, you know, whether it's, you know, David Cooney or, you know, Edwin Potter, those type guys. And, and then some of the other hires we just made on the staff, we're just trying to upgrade the recruiting prowess of the, of the coaches on our staff, which matter. But I will say this timing matters and certainly the timing of the transfer portal becoming more of a thing. Um, I think that benefits Miami. I think kids are finding out that when they, when they're 17, 18 and they take a 48 hour visit to some random location, you know, facilities and whatnot can make it look like it's a pretty cool place to be year round. And, and usually they find out that's not quite the case. And, and, and we, what we have found is that the kids later on, they, 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 they love Miami. And so we've, you know, we've been able to make the right choices, uh, bringing the right guys for the right reason, not just transferring a problem into our program. And, and we've hit at a pretty solid rate on the portal to try to fix some holes where maybe we, we didn't have an older guy that we felt like could really, you know, play the standard we wanted to. You know, Manny, in your career, you've been known as a great play caller, especially on defense. I know that because I shared some of those duties with you at one point. Um, I know you, you're very aggressive. A lot of that comes from the Chuck Amadas and the Mickey Andrews that you've been around, and same with myself. Um, see, people underestimate the tackle for losses. It puts the offense behind the chains and it kills them. Of course, you would like the turnover, you like the interception because you get the ball back, et cetera. But when you put that offense behind the chains and you knock them back, it changes their play calling. 
and it really feeds into what you do on defense. And I think that's why you're so aggressive and you do so well. My question to you is, in recruiting, are you starting to recruit those type of players that fit what you want to do on defense at Miami, whether you just got a kid out of Alabama, a DB that we watched and we great, rated very, very high, but you seem to be getting the same kind of kids back there, up front, all around. Are they fitting into your style of coaching on defense? And I know you recently took over the plate calling. Are you going to continue to do that? Yeah, I'm, I am going to continue to do that. And, I, and I, I do think we're recruiting more of that type of kid, especially in the secondary. You know, I mean, every year we're trying, again, we're trying to out-recruit last year's class every year. But, you know, that style that you know really well from even going back to those, like you said, the Mickey Andrews days, that's what, see, to me, that's how Miami transformed football. You know, you mentioned Daniel Stubbs and, you know, that, you know, those mid-80s defenses. It was undersized, fast defenses that, to be honest, the world undervalued at that time. That's what really helped Miami get on the map. People were really weren't, they didn't see the value in having a bunch of smaller, fast guys. Well, that's what kind of shows up down here. That's what we have down here in, in, in high numbers. What has changed, that the world's changed, those players are not only undervalued, they're, they're, they're highly sought after. So recruiting down here and, and the way to win at Miami and we'll just win at home, that is not as easy as it was in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. The competition down here is completely different than what it was back then because now everyone recognizes it. So our TFL numbers, to your point, they've been high since we got here in 16. I think those athletes are already on our campus and they have been for years at Miami. Um, but in terms of really getting the type of defense we want, you know, that now when you're, you know, you got the corners, as you know, that can play bump and run man and really, you know, take a wide out out of the game. Um, I think we're getting closer to that every year we're here. Manny, I think one of the things, I'm sorry, Corey, that makes a good coach and, and is adaptability. You, you talked about you guys being able to adapt your uh, things in the recruiting office. One of the things when Jimmy Johnson was at university of Miami, he had a defensive staff that, didn't fit what he wanted to do. It was nothing personal. He went out and changed and got his guys. You've put together a very good staff. I mean, you've changed some things that maybe didn't work out. Why have you, what were the reasons you did that? And why have you had so much success? I mean, you brought in like a T-Rob this year. You've had, you know, we talked about um, your old line coach. Garen is a very big addition to your staff. What, what are the reasons behind that? Well, I think it's like what I mentioned earlier. I think as a head coach, I think you learn every year um, uh, on the process. Um, people want to coach at Miami. I mean, we, this is this is a good place to be. Um, but you have to find people that really fit. You know, you got to find people that fit down here in terms of coaching our kids that fit in terms of recruiting down here. Um, you know, obviously we 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 hired a style of offense in year one that that you know at, at, by the end of the year it, it it wasn't a fit. It, it wasn't working. You know, and and Miami had never really been an up tempo. Spread offense before, and we started kind of daydreaming what that could mean when you had our type of athletes, you know, going fast, playing in space, watching what's going on in some other schools that have similar type athletes that we have. And I think you saw that in year one, and then also that gives you a system you can recruit to. Now, as you mentioned, you see Derek King, you know, put numbers up, and now all of a sudden, as you mentioned, the quarterback room gets really healthy, and you become a destination for quarterbacks. Getting back to Demos Rule One, get a quarterback and play hard on defense. So. I think, I think you're just always trying to find what I found is with the coaching staff, it's not all that dissimilar to the playing players on your roster as, as you kind of set the demeanor and the temperament of the program, you, you start to attract like-minded people. And I, and I think as years go on, I think that's one of the things that you do. The, the players start to say, Hey, what are you all about? I want to play with these type of players. And I think the coaches do the same thing. I want to coach with these type of coaches. 
Eddie, as, as, I, I'm not going to ask you any more questions. I just want to thank you so much for coming <laughs> on. Man, I know your schedule's busy, especially this time of year, man. I, and I really appreciate that. And like you said, you started – there's some familiar guys on your staff, the Todd Strouds of the world. Uh, they just recently uh, somehow another got Dennis down there, Slutak. But you got a guy, a lot of guys that I'm familiar with, we work together with. And I look so much forward to following the progress of Miami and, and, and what you're doing. But I know one thing, baby, it's all about the you. <laughs> What, wait a second, Demo. No transfer portal? I, I can't believe uh, it. I ain't answering, answering any of them questions, man. He got it. He's got well, it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to the journalists as always. I'll ask the questions. <laughs> um, you know, Coach, obviously, you know, getting back to recruiting a little bit, the South Florida is obviously the hotbed, you know, the Tri-County area. We, we know all about it. And I think there's this misconception that you know, when you get, when you become the head coach at a place like the University of Miami, if you're not just getting every single kid out of a date or Broward or Palm Beach County, you're not doing, you know, you're not, you're failing at your job and recruiting, but take people through the process of, you know, it's such a deep area. You've got so much competition and just identifying the kids that you know are going to perform on the field, but also, you know, withhold the academic standards that Miami has and, and be able to be those kids that, you know, you can trust out there on a, out there on a, on a, out there on the field and daily, you know, in the classroom and just, you know, and identifying the people that the players that, you know, can succeed at the university of Miami. Yeah. Because it's not for everybody. Um, no one, no one's ever going to get all the great players from South Florida. No one ever has, even when, when Miami was kicking everybody's butt, uh, there were still great players that were going other places. Uh, but I can't stress enough that the recruiting model can't be any more different uh, now than what it was then. It, the world is a much smaller place. Uh, kids see a lot more. And this is, again, this is not a Miami problem. You see the same article written in California with Cali kids, same article written in Texas with Texas kids. Kids are more willing to travel now than they did in the 80s and 90s. It's just a fact. Um, but that doesn't mean that we can't win at home. And that doesn't mean we can't win some of these battles at home and get some of these type of game-changing players. And I think that's you know, every year we've been here as, as, as a staff now, I think we're winning more and more of those type of battles. But the last thing I do want to make a point, Corey, I think you kind of touched on it. You also got to be, you got to have a little bit of toughness to be a Miami Hurricane. Um, it's easy sometimes to go to some other programs, but you come down here now, this is a tough place, it's a tough place to coach, but it's a tough place to play too. And I got a lot of respect for our local guys that play here because um, if they don't have a good game, they hear about it and they hear about it in their community. And, and you got to have, you know, you got, you got, like I said, you got to have some thick skin, you got to have some toughness and backbone about you to be a Miami hurricane because it's not for everybody. And, and so we do try to analyze in the recruiting process, hey, is this our kind of guy? Is this guy a pure cane? And when we've had some that we felt early on they were and, and we went through the process and they, they had their eye on maybe another school and we stayed at the course and we got that guy signed and, and now they love being here. So the more we do that, the best recruiters we have will be our players. Um, and that's what we just got to keep doing what we're doing year in and year out. One last question, coach. The NIL, you know, it's a big thing that happened this offseason. My biggest concern, I thought, was how do you get keep 85 to 90 kids happy with this NIL? You guys went a different route with it and got one company to take care of every player. How has that worked out? And is that your one of the philosophies you're going to move forward with this and continue that? Well, Fish, actually, that, that came from the outside. That wasn't our... We, we are not allowed by Florida law to set up any of the NIL arrangements. So 
that, that, that was one of our, our supporters that just kind of, you know, made a bold move, which I thought was phenomenal. Um, look, I think it's, I think it's a key going forward. I think, I think we've had the ability now to have our community really wrap their arms around our players. And, and if our people want to keep our people home, um, sure. here's a great way to do it, you know, and, uh, we certainly have more commerce here in South Florida than some of the people that we com compete against in some small towns in the South. Um, and it gives our people a great opportunity. I, I think it's good for the players, you know, because it gives them the chance to, um, you know, get rewarded for what they do on the field and, and, and to go get their market value outside this building. Um, so I think it's a big step for Miami. I think, you know, I think these are little things, like I mentioned, the portal earlier from a timing standpoint that can really help us going forward. Well, I'll say it. It was a genius idea, even if it wasn't yours. So. <laughs> uh, and thank you so much for uh, coming on, Coach Diaz. My mom is going to be very excited. She refers to you as Coach Handsome. So, um, <laughs> you know, so she's very excited. When I told her you were coming on, she was, she was thrilled. And, you know, but uh, I, we, we appreciate you so much. I know how busy this time of year is for you. And um, I, we wish you all the best of luck. And we know it's going to be another exciting season down there at the University of Miami. Thank you. We know the real Coach Hanson is Coach Demo. Let's not. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, Danny, my, my son's butter really don't. Oh, speaking of Hanson, look at that guy. There he is, Coach Diaz, all right? Look at that guy. Hey, speaking at least handsome. his kid looks like him. I can't say the same thing. My kid's good looking <laughs> and smart and speaks Spanish. So he ain't my kid. But, hey. <laughs> But Coach Diaz, I really appreciate you coming on. When Demo told me he got you on the show, I was excited. We've had a relationship that's gone a long way. I expect it to continue. I look forward to uh, coming down, seeing some of your practices, if possible, this fall. And, um, you know, good luck. One of the things, though, that we have every guest do before they get off is your social media, um, your in Twitter, Instagram. Are, are there certain ways fans, uh, parents, high school coaches can follow you? Yeah, my uh, Instagram and, and Twitter are coach underscore Manny Diaz. Um, I'm on Facebook somewhere, but I don't check it, so don't waste your time with Facebook. Uh, but, yeah, those, those two are, are, are usually where, I, where most people follow me. So, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Great Thank to see you, you guys. Love you guys, man. It's been fun. Take it Be easy. Good. All right, see people, we give you what you want. We get, we, I promise you a surprise. We gave you Coach Manny Diaz a surprise. We talked about some players, we evaluated. What more do you want from us? What more could you possibly want from the Fish Cast? That's why you better check us out when you go out, listen to us on Apple, listen to us on Spotify. Give us a five star rating. Go to our Twitter account at the Fish Podcast. Follow us. Give us a follow. Give us some feedback. We love to hear what you think. Who do you want our next guest to be? We can get anybody on this show. Bottom line, we got the connections. Anything final for you, Demo? Nope. Stay tuned. Anything stay tuned. final for you, Fish? I'm good, man. Take it easy. Everybody have a wonderful week. Good night. Good night.